That's the podcast coach for June 18th, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. It is Saturday. It's sunny. It's fun. And we're busting out the sunscreen here on Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And over there in his sexy Frisbee uh, golf t-shirt is the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. There you go. And uh, wish America. 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 And, and uh, we should probably say, just to date ourselves uh, a day early, uh, Happy Father's Day. If yours is still around, definitely uh, take care of Dad tomorrow. And uh, don't buy him a tie. It is kind of funny that... Uh, you know, it's just like, it's like a gag. Everybody goes bonkers for mom, and then dad comes. It's like, ah, whatever, it's dad. And I'm like, well, no, come on. I think we put, we should petition to have Father's Day moved earlier in the spring. So, or before Mother's Day, because I think that's the problem. Like, Mother's Day is May, and we blow out, and then yeah. it's like, oh, it's dad. So, it's you know, like we're a, June, right? June 17th or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I guess it's 19th tomorrow. So, yeah, happy Father's Day to everyone that's out there, if you are a dad. And uh, we'll, we'll say happy Father's Day. Yeah. So, but the way this works, if you're new to the show, we're here every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, and uh, there's a little, we're, we're using a platform called Blab, and you can basically click on that little, I forget what the button says, call in, I think it is. And uh, we do one person at a time. So if you call in and they're getting ready to when somebody else is in. Just hang tight. You can go ahead and call in. Just You can still hear the show while you're waiting. And uh, we will answer your questions, preferably podcasting related. Uh, that's always a, uh, a good thing. And um, one of the things I, I just wanted to, oh, I got to do this. Forget about this. I, we'll start off with a marketing question. I'm going to put a link in the chat room. Now, if you're listening to this later, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash 131s for surveying. And the question is, because we're talking about different ways of growing your audience. Everybody was asked about that, things like that. And so the question is, a podcaster comes up to you, which sounds like a joke, you know, two podcasters <laughs> come up in a bar. Um, <laughs> but, exactly. And um, so the question is, which one of these formats would connect with you or, or get you to listen to their podcast? Number one, a business card with a tagline and in their website address. Number two, a CD with samples of the podcast or number three, a USB stick with sample files of the podcast or number four, uh, none of the above. I would probably, you know, cause to me, I see people handing out flyers and to me, that's always like, I'm here. Can you throw this away for me? Sure. Thank you very much. And you look at it yeah. and go, it's, so I don't, I don't think flyers work, but I wasn't sure. You know, let's say you're, um, did you, did you have business cards in there? I had business cards, CD or USB stick. So that was the first one. Cause I try to make my business cards, you know, I've got, I try to get the album art on there mm -hmm. so you can see, so they can, uh, you know, a little bit of podcast, you know, art there just to keep it. And then on the back, I've, I've listed all the various hard to see here on blab, but I've listed all the various podcasts that I'm on that a part of, you can't see it, but it says, ask the podcast coach right there. But, Very yeah. cool. So yeah, it, I'm hoping that they see this side of the card and they'll just go out to the site. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. See, the chat room is bringing up something I didn't even think of. Would you put a USB stick into no. your computer from somebody you don't know? Not in a million years. That Not is going to happen. That's funny because I have one downstairs from Buzzsprout. I think it is. I would from a company. Yeah. Like if I was at a conference and they were handing out USB sticks, oh, sure. I'll yeah. use those. Um, but not, not you know, not, not a random person. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, that's interesting. That's a, that's, you know, I think the, the question we should ask is cost of acquisition. Right? Yeah. Because this is really, when you get into it, it's like, you know, I remember one time I was, we were, it was something totally unrelated to podcasting, but I was trying to acquire just like you would. I was trying, let's just say I was trying to acquire listeners and I did DVDs that I then sent priority mail because, you know, some people throw their mail away, but if you send it in a nice priority package, they're, they're more apt to open it and look at it if it's in a priority package than if it's just in a regular package. So I sent it that way. 
I got negative feedback from people like, seriously, you spent all this money to get this to me? Like you could have just, you know, and it was, it, it almost backfired on me to, 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 I went almost too much to, I, I to the, the, the price of the, it was probably $10 a, a person to get this to them. Um, now, what I was trying to do was worth way more than that. So that kind of made sense to me. But when we think about podcasting and, and what you're spending on the, the, the price of a, the acquisition cost, what, what's that worth to you? Those USB sticks, you can probably get them for, I don't know, 50 cents, a dollar each, maybe load them up. And, and is it worth a dollar or two to get the customer? That's the question I think you have to ask yourself. Yeah, because I was looking at a website that has CD duplicators and then I noticed that they had USB duplicators and I was like, yeah. really? And that's when I went, hmm, but that would be, and that's where you can have a conference. I think that would work though, Dave, if you were to conference, say at a booth at podcast movement yeah. and although really, can't we just go to the internet and, you know, it, don't you really want them to come to your website right. and, and listen? I mean, who really is going to do that? I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on that, I guess. Yeah. I, Cause I'm, I'm listening to a book right now and it's officially meh it's it's okay i'm i'm listening to it i just remember the woman's name is Sally Hogshead cuz she makes a whole big thing about the first chapter it's called fascinate uh revised and updated but the whole thing is about how it's a, actually a fairly decent marketing book but she talks about how sometimes different is better than better she says sometimes just being different will actually work better than actually the person that's better will lose to the person that's different. And so yeah. she's talking about being different. And I thought, well, to me, if somebody handed me a CD, I don't know that I would want to walk around all day at podcast movement with a CD. You know, would I stick it in my, uh, or listen to it on what? That's like, my whole thing. Here's, pe- here's my surface, right? There's no, there's no way to CD listen player. to it on this thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, Emily mentioned stickers. I'll give my buddy ah. uh, Paul Brarin, right? Uh, this is a really nice sticker and it's got his website all over it. And and I like Paul, so I'm going to put it on my surface. Emily's got some stickers going on. However, like this sticker that I'm showing you right there, yeah. do you know what that is? I have no idea. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of a fail, isn't it, right? Yeah. The, the, this one, the top one. That one is LastPass because yeah, I right. have it. But if you don't. Makes, no, but they, their name is on the bottom too. Ah, right? cool. Their name, their name is down there. So, it, this is the this is kind of and I love these guys in a nana box down here on the bottom. We love these guys. They make this cool little VPN device. But but if you're going to do the stickers, make sure you're putting your web address on there so people know. I think paying for a designer to make a really a really good looking sticker, I think is a good way to do it. Nice. Well, coming in is uh, Christopher Nessie. How's it oh, going, Mister? Hey, Chris. Good morning, guys. Jim and Dave. How are you? Good. How Great. are you? Good. I have a a question, which okay. is why I called in. Nice. Excellent. That's what we do here. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's my deal. I currently host my podcast on Libsyn, so that's a win. Okay. I use the Libsyn RSS feed, also a win. Uh, my website is currently on Blogger. Okay. And I'm getting ready this summer to transition to a self-hosted WordPress. And I'd like to know what my options are to either continue using the Lips and RSS feed, which I'm happy with, but how is it possible to integrate that with the, uh, the PowerPress plugin? Since I don't have a self-hosted WordPress already, should I consider starting with the Libsyn plugin? What are you guys thinking? I would use the Libsyn plugin. Um, it really comes down to here's, here's the, and I'll, I'll take off my Libsyn hat. Here's, here's just the facts. If you use PowerPress, I would still use the Libsyn feed. I just, to me, I am so Libsyn feed these days. This was a week where I, I helped a lot of people with weird issues on WordPress. Um, but, and, and that's mainly, again, they have way outdated plugins and lots of them. So it's not that WordPress is bad. It's not that PowerPress is bad, but you got to keep up with that stuff. But anyway, so let's look at what happens if you use the Libsyn plugin. Okay, well, you, you click, you upload, and everything's done in WordPress. Yippee. Um, with Libsyn, when you use the Libsyn RSS feed, you also have the ability to send things to your iTunes audience without putting it on your website. Not a huge feature. It's just something you can do. With PowerPress, there's one other step. You upload to Libsyn, you copy and paste the direct URL of the MP3 file into PowerPress. Not hard at all. Not saying it is. It just it's an extra step. Um, 
And so what it boils, so to that one, I almost like negate that. Like that's not even a step, copy, paste. So then it's a matter of which player do you like better? You know, you can go look at them and like, well, I like PowerPress is prettier. Okay, well then use the PowerPress plugin. But I would still use the lips and feed. Just but that, they're, they're going like this with each other, right? Yeah. One gets a player, the next one catches up and goes a little bit farther, a little bit farther. Chris, I think if you're already on Lipson, you know, don't, don't broke, don't break what's not broken, yeah. right? Don't, right. I, I, I want to make sure that I don't break anything. Yeah. I think you'll be, in fact, in the transition between Blogger and WordPress, it's one less thing you don't have to worry about is your feed. And so you can set up the site, get it rolling. Just don't let WordPress do the, the RSS stuff. You're getting stats on Lipson. You're getting it all there. I would just leave it there, let it roll. So then my follow-up question would be, going that route, how do I make it so when someone clicks subscribe on the website, the new WordPress website, that they're going to get the Libsyn RSS feed subscription? Two things. In, if you go to settings, show settings in Libsyn, there are, your RSS feed will already be on the player. Um, it's not the most intuitive thing. I wish, there was a, I wish they had a button that said RSS or subscribe or something. Um, but when you click on the player, there's a spot under settings, show settings that you can put a link to your iTunes. You can put a link to Stitcher. You can put a link to tune in. Um, if you're using, I don't know the Google play music is there yet, but, um, tune in Stitcher, iTunes, and then your RSS feed. If you want to see this in action, if you go to because of my podcast.com, I'm using the lips and player and you can click on the little button and you'll see the little buttons come up. The other thing you can do. So that's one way. And the other one is the way we've always done it. You, you grab your Libsyn RSS feed and you um, upload a button and okay, yeah, and just put that link on the button. The, the fun thing about that, and this isn't a Libsyn feed, this would also be with a, a PowerPress feed, is if you have people that don't know what that is and they will click on the RSS button, and especially if they're on Chrome, they just get the RSS feed, which looks like gibberish. So that's always fun when somebody goes, I, I think I broke your site. Like, why? I clicked on the RSS button, the thing there to subscribe, and it just came up with a bunch. It's like, yeah, you don't you don't click on an RSS feed. So that's it's kind of yeah. weird. You need one on there, but it's also leaving the door wide open for somebody to go, what do I do with that? Now, if they're on uh, Firefox, it's kind of cool because Firefox can kind of read an RSS feed, gives you something. It, it's a, in a readable format. But Chrome just gives you the code, which is like, I've, I get that occasionally at, uh, at Lips and I'll have somebody go, I think I broke my website. <laughs> Chris, you could, um, you could go with the premium option too for those redirects, like a simple podcast press or something like that to, to then take, you know, and that'll put those buttons yeah. down below your player that would allow folks. And then you can put anything you want in there. And I right. find, I find that very convenient. It's a premium option. I, I, I think I pay 35 bucks a year or something like that to have those buttons, yeah. but that's another way. Daniel also has the social subscribe and follow icons that you could use to embed those things. I try and stay away from those tools because I don't use Lipson or Blueberry. So I'm kind of on my own when it comes to making those things up. I have my own player. So I, I use the premium options. Um, a little cheaper on an annual basis to use those than to go with one of those two host providers. But you could get that same functionality that way as well. And if you're using an Appendipity theme, they have built-in buttons. If you go, I, I'm just plugging the heck out of this today, and we will talk about this. If you go to becausemypodcast.com, that is uh, my latest endeavor, and you'll see where there's a bunch of iTunes and an RSS button, a Stitcher button, and a Google Play button, uh, and those are built into the, the theme. Chris, how much do you think people actually click on those, but those buttons down there? Just let me ask you that question. On, on my own show, I'm going to say nobody. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I I don't think I'm getting a lot of website traffic, mm-hmm. but you know I, I I drink the punch that you you experts put out there, and, and I love the yeah. punch. It tastes great. Don't don't yeah. get me wrong. It's awesome. Um, I want to make sure I have a. <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure I have a good website where, like Daniel says, go to website, click play right. for the person that winds up on my website. Yeah. Yeah, I and you don't want to miss it. It's an easy thing to do that, but I I don't like some of those some of those deals. I don't think it's a game changer. I don't think those buttons are game changers. But if you don't have them and someone's looking for something, certainly um, you you don't want it to not be there. So I I don't I, I wouldn't spend a ton of time thinking about it, but I wouldn't miss it either. If that makes sense. No, that that, that makes sense. And and really, my only concern is I want to 
make a smooth transition, not lose any subscribers and, and keep rolling yeah. with my show. Yeah. All right. I have another, I have another question for you. Are you, are you in the middle of construction in the room there? It's a studio getting a rebuild or uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the house of ed tech is down to the studs. I'm actually, I, I stopped to call in because I'm bringing down ceiling tiles right now. Excellent. <laughs> so are you listening to us while you're doing the construction? Yes, you, you guys are uh, letting me whistle while I work. <laughs> Excellent. And then where can we find your show? Uh, over on chrisnessy.com. And the only way... That's really more for, uh, for teachers, anybody in education, or if you know a teacher or an educator, please send them my way. The only way you would lose subscribers is if that's when you get into changing feeds. Like if you said, I'm going to change my Libsyn feed to whatever feed, that's where you got to do the old iTunes redirect and the 301 redirect and all these things. And you hope that nobody spills while you're carrying them over to the, the new place. So, Yeah, I don't want to move anybody. I'm yeah. just keeping it simple. Yeah, sounds good, man. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Happy Father's Day to both of you. Yep. You as well, Chris. Take care. See you guys. A shamefully plugging way, if you go to becauseofmypodcast.com slash iTunes, Yes, please subscribe, rate, and review because my goal, as much as I hate it, is to get into the magical unicorn place of New and Noteworthy so I can see what kind of numbers does our good friends New and Noteworthy actually bring in. So because of my podcast.com slash iTunes and um, I'll be uh, scrolling to the very, very bottom to see if I'm in it. Or not, but I'm gonna. I'm documenting already. I already took a screenshot of my numbers. I think I had nine downloads before it went into iTunes, and uh, so I'll see what does being in iTunes bring you after a day. Which, of course, the answer is not a uh, not zero, but not yeah a million. So, hey, Rob, how's it going? Good morning. How y'all doing today? Good. Good. How are you, man? Hey, I had a question for you. I know that. Um, by the way, I, I really like the. Uh, podcasters roundtable we were talking about go to where your audience is at uh be be where your audience is and with that said uh in not this week but next week i'm going to be out at the uh, north carolina governor's veterans focus group oh nice uh i was able to find a way for my work at seymour johnson air force base to send me up there to do that so i'm kind of wearing two hats at the same time nice that's perfect um and so i'm going to where they're at but my question is uh, 10 episodes deep now, and I'm getting about 100 listens per episode of 100 downloads. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. Good. I'm just wondering, is there a way that I can start to try to um, get more interaction with my listeners to where they're engaging with me, try to get them to give me some sort of like, you know, uh, on my Twitter feed, I get a lot of uh, interaction from the companies like Hire Heroes USA and different other veteran companies, but not really individuals. And I'd like to hear more from individuals and not just the enti- the, the bigger fish. I want to hear from the, well, from the real people. Yeah, you want to hear from your, from your listeners, which I think is really, really hard, especially, you know, somewhere I think from a numbers-wise, somewhere between zero and a thousand is a lot of work to get it, listener interaction. I, well, we hear this question all the time and I see it all the question, how do we get more people? And I think if you ask them their numbers, and you've been you've been very forthright with your numbers, by the way, and that's great. So you're you're in the hundred. I think a hundred people in that setting, you've got to kind of overdo it to get them to interact with you. So you're going to, have to be very proactive in reaching them and talking to them and finding them, and do some things, um, you know, do some things on your podcast that will encourage them to pop their head up, like, hey, here I am, because you don't know who they are, right? For the most part, hey, here right, I right. am, and. Well, yeah, well, right on. But I mean, you don't physically know. You you don't have names. You don't have email yet of knowing exactly who they are so you can reach out to them. And and maybe you do. Have you started a newsletter or anything like that? Are you able to capture and get anything on them? I haven't done a newsletter yet. I have the Facebook page up. And um, like you always say on Podcasters Roundtable, uh, I have a Twitter feed, which I launched on day one, the day that the show went out. First show, I had a Twitter feed up and a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So I do get likes. I do get a few retweets here and there. I've helped out four veterans. Four veterans have engaged me to ask me one or two questions. And, and I was very grateful and blessed to have that. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm lo- just looking for the more of an engagement, you know, back and yeah. forth on my, on my site. I well, see. Page is great. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Well, I see on your site, you have email. Mm-hmm. I, I try to eliminate any 
way. So if you want to email me, I got email. You want to call in podcastvoicemail.com. Go right ahead. Uh, it's a toll free number. Um, and if you want to, if you got a microphone on your computer, speak pipe me all day long. And that way they can't say, well, I was going to contact you, but because now right. there's no reason to. Um, the other thing you might want to look into is creating a Facebook group. Facebook groups, okay. I get a, because everybody's there already. And mm-hmm. that will be, you could say, and then again, use a pretty link. So make it something like, you know, uh, livingthevetlife.com slash Facebook will get you to our Facebook group. Come over and sign up. And now you've got a little community and you can see what they'll, they'll start throwing out questions and things like that. And it's one of those things that when I started the, uh, the private Facebook group for the school of podcasting, it's people, it's amazing. People are already there and they just, they're used to typing away and seeing what's going on. And so that would be another way you can try it. It's a Facebook group is like anything else. You kind of have to, um, occasionally go yeah. in and stir the waters to, yeah, you got to cultivate it. It yeah. will not go on its own, especially with that small of a number. I mean, yeah. Facebook for, at work, you know, I have a group that I, uh, I administrate 6,000 in the group and it, it wow. I mean, it, it is rocking, <laughs> right? I, we get seven or eight new posts a day, probably 50 threads throughout the day. So there's a lot of action, but my group is maybe 50 and I, it, I, we get one a week you know, one thread a week. So there's some things you can do to stir the pot. You can have a question of the week or a question of the day. You can have a benefit like of the, you know, you, you've got these benefits. You could, it could be a place where you start saying, Hey, here's the benefit of the week or, you know, whatever. You've got to do some things to kind of churn up the waters a little bit and get people talking. Once they, um, once that happens and people know it's a group where they can come and get that help, they'll, and if, as they, as they have other people they run into, they're like, oh, hey, you should join this Facebook group, you know, because we talk mm-hmm. about this stuff all the time. It's slow growth, but you can do it. You you just have to be proactive. And you can't set it and forget it. And it's uh, Jared Easley's book. Um, it's not the one about chasing. I think it's good to great. He talks about the power of 3% and that most of the time when you do a survey of any type, you get 3%. Well, you've got 100 listeners that would be three people. You've already helped four. So you're, you're swatting 4% already. It's just, it's just, you know, it's new. Well, it's like you said, I went off of what you said in the very beginning of the, the classroom size. Back when I first started getting back into this, I heard you say the thing about, you know, 20 people is a classroom. And as a guy who was teaching high school for three years, I mean, that's, that's where I'm going off of in my head. That's, yeah. that's a, that's a full day of classes right there. I'm teaching as far as uh, yeah. classroom sizes. And, and it's yeah. people that are choosing to listen to you. That's the other one. It's not that they're, you know, in a car someplace and somebody else has the channel on. It's they're choosing in a world of, of Netflix and HBO and cable and, you know, Sirius and radio and, you know, Frisbee golf, all these other things they could be doing. They're choosing to listen to you. Don't knock Frisbee golf. I know. <laughs> Rob, are you reaching out? So you, we've, you've got veterans administrators all around the country of people who meet with veterans because it's their job, right? Right. Have you found a way or are you looking for a way to try to reach them and highlight them so they'll refer those folks to back to you from a podcast standpoint? Has that worked at all? That's what I'm hoping to do this uh, when I go to this veterans focus group Good. on the 23rd yeah. uh, in North Carolina. So, uh, I'm driving all the way from, uh, it's about a 50 mile drive, but uh, it's going to be worth it to uh, oh, for sure. actually have that engagement. And I think, I, I know a guy who runs another podcast called Cigars and Sea Stories. Mm. He's out there at this uh, podcast, at this at this meeting. So hopefully I can have some more uh, interaction and, uh, and I'm getting some business cards printed out to yeah. hand out there. So uh, I'm not doing anything big like uh, flyers or... Uh, no, that's great. Drives, but, I think you're perfect. I think the business cards... I- I think you're doing the right things. You're, you're, it's, it's slow growth, but I think it's good, sustainable growth, right? You know, you could reach out to a few. If you're, you've probably done this, but if you look for military-themed podcasts that maybe aren't talking about benefits, but that would give you a plug. Hey, you know, because we, we military guys would stick together, right? And so, oh, yeah. which reminds me, I should probably plug your podcast on my tech show because I bet I have some, because I'm a veteran and because it, reaches, you know, I'm sure I have a boatload of veterans that listen to my podcast. We should be helping each other out from that standpoint of just saying, hey, if you're a veteran, I could I can announce that one time on my show and reach, you know, I we get I get a couple thousand and you never know how that's gonna how that's gonna so 
I would encourage you if you haven't try and get in the military themed doesn't have to be about benefits like yours, but, and see if they'll give you a promo. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate that. I really yeah. do. And uh, happy father's day uh, to you over there. And Dave, you are a father to many of us here in the podcasting <laughs> community. So, uh, you're all the, all those people behind you on that wall. They're your children, man. That's it. That's sweet. That's literally how I see it. A lot of times it's, uh, you know, Rob, send me over a, uh, an audio promo, would you? And we'll, we'll play Definitely. it on home gadget geeks. That's no, a good idea. I should be practicing on how to preach. So send it over to and, me. Uh, hey, send me over uh, yourself saying the pledge of allegiance and I'll put it on my podcast. I need to get that done. We'll, we'll swap that. That sounds good. Great. So, great. Cool. All right. Well, Hey, thanks. Have a great weekend. Yep. Thanks Rob. All Take right. care. Well, since we're recording this, uh, Jim, we're going to do this now just for fun. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to practice the pledge of allegiance. I'll be fun. Come on. So, so say <laughs> you're, so introduce yourself, uh, Jim Collison. And this is Dave Jackson from ask the podcast coach. And I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under uh, God, indivisible with Liberty and justice for all. There you go. We're in. So we will send that over to you, uh, Rob. See, it's fun. A little pop quiz right there. It's no, just, that was good. It's just that, that easy. So That's good. Uh, uh, Beauty Bubble says we should do this for July 4th. Yeah, we should. Absolutely. It's not a Saturday this year, but. We had a, uh, a Facebook question. Um, where did it go? Because I copied and pasted it. Um, but he was basically saying, how do you do a Facebook group and a Facebook page? It was Alan and not double post everything. And so for no, me, double post everything. It's okay on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, I usually don't post my, cause my Facebook group is a non pimping group. It's not there to promote the show or your show. It's there to ask questions, get feedback, things like that. And, um, so I don't post my show there and there are things that I would just ask the group that I don't, you, you just kind of, you know, either a, you just double post. I do do that on occasion. There are times when there are things that I'm like, I'll give you an example. Um, today is a, uh, what I call an office hours at school of podcasting. There's a time where it's just open, uh, for people to come and, and talk to me from the school of podcasting that doesn't get posted in the public. It gets posted in the Facebook group. So there are some things that are, uh, private and some things that, uh, are not. So I don't, I run both, but it's a tech show. And so I, I don't run into that problem of pimping. My page is woefully underutilized. I, I don't, I could do more in Facebook advertising, by the way, pages are everything. That's really what you, if you're going to pay for advertising, you want to do it strategically through a page. Um, but the group has way more interaction. I, I, I find there aren't great, there's just not great interaction on the page. And the group is where you can have that interaction and, and get that engagement that you're looking for on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So I would, I would do both. I, I need to learn to do my page better. That's one of the things I, I need to continue to work on. You know, it's, um, it's interesting when you, if you've been podcasting a while and you go to create a new site, you kind of forget the millions of steps that you had to go through to get your site to where it is. So you start building a new site and man, it's some work. Like, you know, set some things up, make sure it's get the plugins that you want, get some things set right. It's it's a good little effort to create a new site. I mean, this just probably didn't pop up overnight, right? No, it's it's not as officially done. Like I don't like the fact that I kind of usually I like my sidebar on the right hand side and the content on the uh and this left. is appendipity? This is appendipity, this? yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just went, you know, I have an about page, a contact page, and that's it. There's really not much else yeah. over there. I want to keep it super clean and simple and went to uh, podcastdesigns.com to get my artwork done and kind of branded it all based on the artwork they gave me and went, that's good enough. And um, so we'll see. And then I've just got all these. I've already got the content. It's just a matter of me uh, going through and um, getting it all set up. Who, who, who did your artwork? Uh, podcastdesigns.com and it's 60 bucks for custom artwork and um, tell Becky you're from the school of podcasting. And, um, but here, here's a question, Jim, that um, Monday at the Cleveland podcasters, we're going to have this discussion. How long does it take to launch a podcast? Hmm. 
any, any, I don't think there's an answer to that though. Yeah. Like it can be, you can, I think you could, I could probably sit down and launch a podcast in a day, you know, get it down working thing. I mean, a full day I could probably have it done. Now, would it be perfect? No, there's lots of work thing to do, but it can be done for most people. I think a three, three or four weeks is a good, you get some things recorded, practice some podcasts. If you've never been on the mic before, just get some practice podcasts in. I, I can't, I cannot emphasize that enough. Get those crappy podcasts done and out of the way. So they're, and they never let them on the air, never let them in the internet. Just, just for yourself, get a few friends to look at them. Man, you are so much better even after five podcasts than you are on the very first one. It's so hard because you feel like that's your baby, right? And you're, you're throwing that thing out. Oh, I can't let any of my audio go because it's so special. No, it's really not. It's really bad. Yeah. So do it, get rid of it, you know, get, get some practice in, get it done. And then, and then start producing some stuff that'll still be bad. It'll just suck a little less. That's than right. Did for the first one. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, throw that first baby in Dropbox. So that way it's always there for you to listen to, right. but not so much your, uh, your audience. I, this is what I think. This is where I think SoundCloud excels. Is just drop it in there on SoundCloud and and list, ship it around to some friends because it's yeah. easy to share that way. They can make comments on it. That's the great thing about SoundCloud on that player. You can make comments midstream on stuff. Take some feedback. Don't and don't commit. This isn't. This is not podcast one. Right. Just have a show. Try some things out. Test some things. This isn't even your pilot. This is just you practicing if you've never done it before. And Dave, I, I'm thinking, I, I'm starting to get to the point now. We're, we're starting more and more podcasts at Gallup. And those first ones, even if we've been doing them a while, I notice there, whenever you start the first of anything new, new format, new style, new, new guests, whatever, it's always a little rough. And I've, I've actually, I'm, I'm asking them to let us practice a little bit more before we go to the real thing than just jumping in and doing it. So um, I, that, that's a perfect use of SoundCloud. Don't buy, use the free account. Don't buy anything there. Just use the free. But that player is really good to get feedback on. Yeah, that's true. Because people can actually, although nobody does that feature, there's a way to leave comments. Yeah. But we don't, we don't, if you ask, if you say, if you get some people who will really listen to it and you say, hey, I'd appreciate you'd make comments midstream. I think some might. You know, you have to have a SoundCloud account and some of those other things, but that's a really underutilized tool for those kinds of, you know, those yeah. kinds of things. And what's it hurt to have it on SoundCloud? Some stranger listens to it. Isn't that what you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, and so that's, yeah, I wouldn't host there, but it's a good place to, uh, to get some practice. And Daniel says three months, uh, not three weeks. He'd said three weeks. And that's actually where I came up. What I sat down in, in Pottertainment magazine, um, that's coming out later this month. I wrote an article basically setting how long, and what I took it as is what if you're, I, I took the typical, you know, let's, let's take a guy or a woman with a family and a job. So you've got from eight o'clock to 10 o'clock at night to work on this. How long would it take? And I came up with, cause it's, there's really not that much to do. You have to figure out what am I going to talk about? They have to figure out the name. Then you have to figure out the equipment. And then you have to, like you said, play with it. And that's really the part that takes the longest is playing with it, getting used to talking into a mic, that whole nine yards, figuring out Skype or whatever it is you're using to connect with people. If you're not doing it solo, getting your artwork, building the website, because really a website, all you really need on your website is a, a player, make it easy for people to play an about page to explain what the heck this is about and a contact page. Everything other than that is icing on the cake. Um, maybe a subscribe page, which is one thing that's missing right now on my website because I have it in the sidebar, but I probably should set up a slash subscribe just to make it easy for people to do that. And from there, and that website, all it, the reason that website looks half polished is because I had somebody else do the artwork and then I just made the website match the artwork and pff, instant website that took me, um, maybe an hour to, to set up that website. So but uh, the reason I asked that question, because I, I know people who have been working on, they're, they're planning on thinking about planning the website for literally years. And I'm like, ah, just just jump on in. Well, but the dream is easier than the actual work. Yeah. We get, we get trapped in this. Like, it feels so good to think about what could be. And when you've done none of it, it's great. <laughs> like when it's all still just living in your mind, it's awesome. 
it's uh, it's the part where you actually have to start doing it. And you get some critical feedback and you got to do some work and you, you create your site and then you crash it. And, you know, all those things that you've you've got to do, the actual work is hard. I wouldn't, you know, and you you recommend this all the time. I wouldn't stretch it out too long because, uh, you know, there's this thing called the Gartner hype cycle. And it's a, a big curve that goes up and then down in a trough and then it comes back. And we see technology following this this hype cycle all the time. You know, you saw it, right? Blab went through this. They peaked. They're in a trough. It, it'll be questionable whether they pull out of it or not, right? But your excitement with your podcast follows a similar pattern where you're all excited about it. You get go, you get it going. You want to make sure you do a lot of your work in that moment, those moments when it's very exciting and you're very engaged. Because there will be a time when you're like, oh, man, this is just work, <laughs> you know, and 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 you don't want to plan the majority of your work to be done in the trough. You want to make sure you are doing that work still when it's exciting and because you're motivated. It's it's motivating you and you're getting some stuff done. So just watch that. Just know there's going to be some good times and some bad times. Try to get most of your work done in advance and get it. And, you know, we do this in software development all the time. Get something done and delivered. Get a date so that you, you hit something and just go with what you've got. Then come back around and iterate on it. You know, come back around, be agile, change some things as you go. Maybe each week you focus on one, one change, one upgrade, one thing, but plan it out. Like, hey, this week I'm going to focus on Twitter. And you, you get Twitter as good as you can in a week. And then the next week I'm going to work on my Facebook page. Otherwise, there's just so many things, Dave. You know, whenever you start a new site, there's so many details we talk about so many different things. It can be really overwhelming. Yeah. And it's a great point because you do, you'll fizzle out. And that's where to me, make sure you're focusing on those things that you need, like episodes and content and not so much things like email lists and all that other fun filled stuff. I mean, it's great to have an email list. It's a great way to connect with people, but you don't need an email list to launch. It's great if you have one, but I just please don't, Wait, because while I'm working on the artist for the, you know, um, lead magnet that's going to do, it's like, okay, depending on, again, what your show is and what it's about, um, that would be that. Um, Well, the current gurus, right? I hate to say it that way because it gets said that way on Facebook all the time. But the kind of the the, the folks that are selling stuff about it, they will tell you, you know, man, that launch is important and you got to do this and you got to do that. And, you know, the, the NNN thing, that word, um, that's all great. And you, you, you want to try for that. But I had a professor when I was in college, pulled me aside one day and said, Jim, I just want to tell you, because I made a, I made this major speaking error, uh, error from the platform at, at the school. I was talking to the whole student body and said something I probably shouldn't have said. And I felt pretty bad about it. And he pulled me aside and said, Jim, let me just want to tell you, everything before 40 is practice. You're just practice. <laughs> and, and I think with podcasters, everything in the first year is just practice. Like, Get in there. Don't sweat that stuff. Try some things, especially if you're brand new to podcasting. Get those first, if you're weekly, get those first 50 episodes in and done. You will know so much more about yourself and so much more about what you want to do. And you'll learn so many things in that process. And then, you know, after you've been doing it, then look at, okay, now how do I ramp this thing up? Now that I know what I know, how do I ramp? You'll be so much better prepared to ramp up your podcast after a year of doing it than you would be in that first couple months. You just don't know that much, right? So I, I, I if you're going to do this, and if you're just doing it for a hobby, just get out there and do it anyways. Right. If you're going to try and make a business out of it, we weren't, shoot, our podcast, even at Gallup, we didn't even see some real numbers until after the first year. That's kind of when it, that's when it really started clicking in. And I started seeing some significant growth after the first year. People wanted to kind of, hey, is this thing going to be around for a while? It also took me a full year to teach my audience how to listen to these silly things, right? Because they're, they're Luddites for the most part. They have no idea how to work this technology. You have to teach them everything. So it takes a while. If, if you're getting outside of the podcasting circles or outside of the tech circles, it's going to take a while for your audience to find you and figure out how to listen to you. So, man, I'm, I'm ratchet down those expectations and just get out there and, and do the craft. Yeah, I was... Um kind of chatting with, with Glenn, the geek from horse radio network.com. And he was saying how he just had to redo his website because his old website was based on really old technology. And he basically got an email from Google saying, Hey, your website is like zero, like mobile compliant. 
and We're just not going to so, crawl it. Anymore. Yeah. Just like, yeah. you know, and so, um, he redid it. And the first thing he did, if, if you go to horseradionetwork.com is he has links at the top, how to listen, because he knows horse people are not tech people. And they're all about, do you want to listen on your phone? Here it is. You want to listen on the website? Here's how you do it. If you want to do this or that. So he spends a lot of time teaching his audience how to um, consume his content because that's what he wants. He wants a lot of people listening and he's not trying to force them into, you know, it's like here, well, well, however you want to do it, here's how you listen live. Here's you do it this way or that. So it's one of those things that to, to me, it's, it's nice to kind of have that plan. And like you said, if you can keep moving without stretching it out too long, because the, you know, the little things that don't seem to do anything, you know, like it's really cool when you get artwork and you get it back. Cause you're like, all right, cool. That's done. But when you figure out that, okay, I'm going to use, I don't know, I'm going to use Ecamm call recorder to record the Skype calls, not whatever software that doesn't really seem that exciting because you're not really, it's not, it's not visual. It's not, you know, it's, it's a step, you know, or if you find the right co-host, some of those things you're moving, but it doesn't seem like you're moving. And that's where, you know, it's one of those things. It's like riding on a boat in a way. It doesn't seem like you're going anywhere until the boat stops and says, Hey, you're on the other side of the lake. And you're like, wow, I didn't realize that. But, uh, you know, that's, that's where you do want to. And that's to me, when I set up a podcast, I usually kind of plan out little bits and pieces. But once I got my artwork, I jumped and did it all. I did, I did four episodes, planned them out, put it up there, made sure everything worked and, and went to town. It is much better if you can kind of plan and knock it out in like a couple of days, as opposed to two hours here, two hours there, two hours there. You know, I just did it over a weekend. This was an interesting question. What do you think of pseudonyms? In other words, hey, welcome to the, you know, he's Steve and I'm Kent from the Steve and Kent show because I don't want to use my real name. And and to me, I, to me, I think it's a there's great reasons. Yeah, there's reasons for him. Right. In most cases. And, you know, Callie Lewis is a great example of that. Um, you know, she felt when she got when she first got started that her real name, which I still have trouble pronouncing, which is why she went with Callie Lewis. Right. right? Because it was just easier, it's easier to remember. And I don't think that's a bad, I don't think that's a bad thing. No. And then this is from, uh, Lorena Slocum and yeah, ask Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Anybody know who that is? I do. Better known as Sir Elton John. Oh, um, and so if, especially if I'm a lady, I would definitely think about that because uh, you guys are creepy and, um, and I know Callie has had some, some creepers, Oh, um, she, I can I can only imagine the crap she has put up with uh, on her Periscope and on her Twitter. Yeah, you know all those places where can it can be anonymous. I remember hearing early in her career. I listened. To, I used to listen to her a lot. And early on, this one's up. Uh, early on, she um, she read an email that she got was which was really derogatory towards her. She's read it in its full, and I thought, yep. Uh, nothing better than being a female podcaster, you know, and, and, and a bunch of guys who don't know how to handle themselves. You know, you come on guys. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's not perpetuate the myth that we're cavemen uh, all the time. And so I, I just, I don't, I, I feel sad. You know, we say, oh, man, I wish there were more lady podcasters. Well, there's a reason there isn't and because yeah. it's brutal out there. Yeah. And obviously you know? uh, we mentioned him a lot. Stargate pioneer, not his real name. Uh, shocking. What? I know. What? Um, but he does that for work reasons and that's another legit. So I don't think it's really, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. If you, you know, for years, Rob Walsh on podcast 411, um, you would just say, I'm your host, Rob. And then when he got the book deal to write uh, tricks of the podcasting masters, which is a good book, by the way, um, he had to, you know, he had to out himself and, um, so, yeah. So if you, if, if that's something that's you're worried about starting a podcast, you know, Gern Blanston is a great name. It's a, it's a pseudonym of Steve Martin, but uh, that'll work. Um, Eileen asked for your podcast meetup group. Do you think it's best to have a presentation at every meeting? I wish I didn't have to. I, here's the funny thing about that, Eileen, like at this week's meeting I'm doing, how long does it take to, to launch a podcast? I would say there's about, I don't know, 
30% chance that's what we'll talk about. I have had presentations and then somebody will come in and ask a question and we're off in the weeds and that's fine. I would much rather talk about what they want to talk about. But if I just, I have a, the ongoing title is an open discussion of podcasting. And then like when the month rolls around, I go in and put in a topic. I just feel like you got to give people a reason to show up. And I, I don't know. I've, we, I have a few people that I've been contacting over Twitter um, I know Kim has been out uh, really um, promoting the the meetup, trying to get some people to show up. And it's, it's right now it's great. We have about five people that show up on a regular basis and uh, it's a, it's a good little group, but it'd be nice if we had more, but uh, it's, it's rocking and rolling. So yeah. So at this point I've been having at least a title cause I'm not sure it's kind of like, you know, the difference between, am I going to click on a, a title of an episode called episode 37? Or if I had a title of an episode that was called, 50 ways to grow your audience. Okay. I'm going to go to that one. Cause in this case, Oh my gosh, we're talking about people actually getting out of their house and driving in a car and that whole nine yards. I do get more people. We've done a couple of those via zoom and we get more people when we do it online because you don't have to go anywhere. It's easier. Uh, and that's half the, the, the battle of that group. We actually do like this week. It's closer to Cleveland and then we'll do one that's closer to Akron. We kind of pop it around. I, I need to rebrand it. The Northeast Ohio podcasters, but for whatever reason, it is what it is, and we have fun. Gary says he's got like 300 in his uh, members, in a, and they get about what, 25, 30, whatever. I forget that number we scrolled by. Gary, uh, maybe you can jump in here and talk about how you've orchestrated that. Because I think there are, there are people who are really good at this, and you've got to be willing to really – 35, so yeah, it's perfect – You've got to be really willing to work it. And it's not, hey, let's just get together. Hey, let's get together and talk about podcasting. That doesn't draw anybody. I think you need to have a topic. It needs to be well advertised and it needs to bring value. You got to remember, you're asking people to come someplace that you don't have to go. It's, it's totally voluntary. They're giving up an hour or two of their night. Sometimes they're paying uh, for it. And, and, anything with the wind blows in the wrong direction and it, it sends them off course because they, they've got to see that inherent value in it for the time they're spending. And so we, we see this in our strengths community all the time. These strengths coaches try to have these meetups, but they don't have, they don't have good value stated in the invites or what they're going to doing or yeah. the reason you should be coming. And so, you know, once they get going and there's some friendships and you're getting a core and some of those kinds of things, that kind of changes. But early on in the meetups, I think you absolutely have to, you know, have that tie in. Gary's a great, you know, Gary Leland's in our in the chat right now talking about this. Gary's really good at the marketing end of a thing and drawing people to that stuff. He's just he's got that knack to be able to do it. He's just kind of got that force and that personality. Um, but just starting one and they will come, ah, Dave, I don't, I don't think they work that way. I think you've got to work them like anything else. That's it. Uh, value. You know? and, and if I, we have 57 people in the group. And if I multiply that by 0.03, I get 1.71 people and we get four people showing up. So I'm, I'm doing okay in that way, but it is, it's like anything else. You need to promote it. You need to, you know, get people out well, there and give them a you reason need to crush it with the four people you have. You need to crush it because one, it's easier. <laughs> right. It's easier to give big value when that group is small. It's cheaper, whatever. Right. Um, if you, if you come kind of half and, and kind of half asset, then those four people are like, well, I'm never coming back again. Exactly. You have no one. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it's, it's really important when it's small to just crush it and have it's cheaper. It's easier and you got an opportunity to practice some of your stuff on it. So bring some value to it and make those four people feel like, and I'm not, I'm not preaching to you, Dave. I right. know you know this, but make those four people feel like this is the most special night they've ever had. And they're going to come back the next time you do it because this is awesome, right? Absolutely. Oh, um, we should probably, as always, thank our awesome supporters. If you are an awesome supporter, you saw where um, I actually went through there's a great app called todoist.com and I actually made a video of that. It's a, if you are a to-do kind of person, the thing I love about it is it's super easy to add an extension to Chrome. And when you're looking at a piece of email, go add this to my to-do list. And when you're in that app and you click on it, it takes you right back to the email that spurred you to make that a to-do list item. It's a really, really love it. And uh, I have a video 
if you go to uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and become an awesome supporter, uh, you'll see I kind of walk you through that uh, software. So we want to thank uh, Frank and Dale and Jeremy Dennis, our newest person from uh, jeremydennis.net. Uh, Rob Griffiths from uh, Bedtime FM Storytime. I think that's new as well. Uh, Mike from ADHD Think Tank. Uh, Corey from IV Envy. Jim Collison from The Average Guy TV. Emily from ClassicLittlePodcast.com. Uh, Gary and Margaret from uh, KiwiMana.co.nz. Uh, this real, I just realized I have to update the um, the support page because these some of these names are new. Jason Bryant from Matt Talk Online. Dave Wilson. Uh, the Seahawkers podcast, Craig from Inglaeus podcast. Can't wait to podcast movement because Craig is my roommate. That's going to be awesome. I'm going to be walking around talking in an English accent for weeks after that. Uh, and uh, Glenn from uh, Horse Radio Network. And of course, Cody Saison. So thanks to all of our uh, awesome supporters. I still want him to call in with what that really is. Supposed yeah. to be. He needs to leave us a message uh, to say what that really is. Hey, Alan is saying your awesome link your awesome list link on the site doesn't work anymore. Patreon messed up the supporter list on their site. So maybe something to Let me see check here. out on your page there. Slash awesome. And some, and Rob wanted us to do a shout out to uh, actor Ron Lester who passed away this uh, and a podcaster. He was a podcaster as well this weekend. 45, man, that's young. That is young. That is super young. He was Billy Bob play, uh, portrayed Billy Bob in the 1999 football film varsity blues. Yeah, all of them, uh, Stargate Pioneer asks, um, which one of these, they all should go to, and I hate to give out this link, patreon.com slash Dave Jackson is actually where that's going. And wow, I really do need to update this page. This is, uh, we're missing a ton of people on that page, but uh, that's what you get. You can't, you can't, you know, you got to do the work again. You got to keep things up to. uh, You got to constantly be checking it. So, um, I had another question. I went through a bunch of the Facebook groups. This I thought was interesting. Somebody asked about putting a link to the direct MP3 in a Twitter feed. And uh, Todd Cochran said, for what it's worth, the average direct media link in Twitter is engaged no less than 200 times from bots. He goes, crawlers and all those other things. He goes, some of the bots are so stupid, they download the whole file. Even an an Apple crawler touches that media link. He says, uh, we filter out all that crap and count the legitimates. Um, And he says, and please do not post that link 30 times a month. That's always, uh, because now you can retweet yourself. And I can just see people going crazy with that. But, um, because that was the whole question. Should I put a direct link in Twitter or not? And I'm like, no, I always send people shouldn't. to my website. So, uh, yeah, no, it's you shouldn't. And you should have people come to your landing page. You know, you should have ways of them engaging with your with your footprint, your media footprint. You, you don't you don't want them to to be other places. You want them to know you for. But and it takes a while. Dave, I, you know, the average guy TV stuff, man, it took me three or four two or three or four years, probably longer than it should have to get people to really start associating that with what I do. And now folks at work who don't really, I don't promote myself at work, the tech stuff that heavy. And I get people at work. Oh, you're the, you do that average guy stuff. Okay. Now the brand is working right. Uh, from that standpoint, it takes a while, you know, it takes a while of constant being out there, but you do it too much, especially like on a Twitter, people get sick of that. You know, they're like, oh, and then they start shutting you off. So you got to find that kind of that balance in between making sure people know what you're doing, but not spamming them so much that, uh, and God, don't send them direct links. That's annoying. Yeah. And um, we did our little survey at the beginning of the show where we asked about, hey, which one would work? I guess, which one would you want uh, handed to you? A business card with a person's uh, podcast and, you know, their tagline, maybe a link to their website, a CD with samples of their show, a USB stick with samples on their show, or D, none of the above. And uh, as we end the show here, getting close here, um, 60% would prefer a business card with a tagline. Um, 30% would like none of the above. I guess that goes back to like, I'm, I'm going to find the podcast that I want to find. Quit sticking your business card in my face. 
And then 10% said, hey, I'll take a USB stick. And then nobody wants a CD. And that's what I was thinking. I, I thought if somebody handed me one, it's like you said, I, I have one CD in my car and I never listen to it. Um, I'm always listening to things on my phone. And I think the CDs have just kind of gone the way of, I mean, it's on one hand, I think people can always find a way to play it, but that's the whole thing. It's like right now, if somebody handed me a cassette deck or a cassette tape, I'd be like, hold on, I got to dig something out of the closet. So, um, you know, depending on, I know my brother listens to CDs all the time in his car, but yeah, he, there's still some that do. It's yeah. not totally dead, but yeah. it's getting pretty close. It's anything. That's, it's getting pretty close. Yeah. I know they say anything that spins is dying because, you know, you have solid state hard drives now and, you know, DVDs are going to probably go away because people are just going to stream them online and that whole nine yards. So. And, and ironically, vinyl is back. Yes. So, you know, it's a, and it's a niche. Yeah, for sure. But vinyl is back. Yeah. I saw, uh, I, I always look through the guitar, um, center ad when it comes through and uh, I was surprised they have a big thing on the front page of, you know, the latest albums on vinyl. And I was like, did I fall asleep or something? And I'm in a, well, I know it's this Rumpelstiltskin. The, the, uh, we had, um, one of my interns, one of my college interns brought his record player with him for the summer had a bunch of vinyl. They broke it in shipping and, and when they, as they were shipping, they just destroyed it. And he was really disappointed, but he bought another one. And I'm like, well, it must be a big deal. One for him to bring it for the summer and two to just replace it once it was done. Now it's a fad, right? Not everybody's doing it. It won't hang around very long, but right now vinyl is hot. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. We'll, we'll knock off one more question here as we get ready to head out the door. Pros and cons of using archive.org as a hosting service. Mm, and I do this. So yeah. Interesting. Oh, it's a hosting. Yeah. No, that was me. <laughs> I, I said, number yeah. one, I, I understand you can use it for that, but that's not really, it's designed to like archive websites and historical things, not, you know, the binky and the whiz show. Um, the other thing not is, and it will, but not, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And the other thing is, it's just slow. Anytime I've run into somebody with that, there's no RSS feed. So if you want to import them, you have to rely on whatever RSS feed you're putting them into. Um, it just, to me, I'm just like, and I just, I put in the, uh, the Facebook group that I saw that I said, you know, whatever it is, fishing, golf, knitting, drinking, whatever your hobby is, they all cost money. Why do you have, you know, I, I'm not saying go spend a million dollars on your podcast, but I'm like, really? $15 a month is is too much for, you know, a media host? I'm like, come on now. So I just feel sad. And when I see that, I'm like, I just would hate to see them take archive.org away because, well, you know, all these podcasters came and used it for something that is just not really. It's the public television of hosting. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they ask for every year at the end of the year, hey, help keep archive.org alive. Yeah. I mean, they're a nonprofit out of San Francisco. They have to buy more space and more bandwidth and those kinds of things. I would hate for them not to make their funding goals and have to shut down. That's what you're saying. Right? Yeah. It's not a commercial. This isn't a commercial. So, uh, it, you know, hey, if that's what you're going to go and you're going to have 20 or 30 downloads and, you know, you're just going to do a small time podcast and you're going to do it for fun. Yeah. Give it okay. a try. I do it. I still send all I send both an audio and a video to them and I get a few plays off mm. of there. I don't I don't broadcast it. I don't advertise. I don't tweet about it. I don't do any of that stuff. And there are people who surf archive.org to find things to listen to. Right. I, I don't know who they are, but they do. That, that I, I put them out there because there's a chance they'll be out there there that a lot longer than the site that I've set up. Like when I've taken my sites down and it's long gone, I'm hoping I can still find my media Your stuff. at archive.org. That's what it's intended for. So yeah. I think that's use it. It's a tool best used for that reason. Yeah. Well, as we uh, wrap things up, got a couple questions we'll be talking in post show. Somebody asked here about uh, what are we using for WordPress? What is our take on SoundCloud getting a uh, helping hand from Twitter, which makes, I don't know about you, but I'm scratching my head on that one. And uh, we are here every Saturday morning, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Ask the podcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, again, happy Father's Day to everyone. Thanks again to all of our awesome supporters. And uh, Jim, what do you got coming up on the TheAverageGuy.tv? 
Oh, we got some good stuff. Part two, uh, home automation podcast that's coming up next week. I've got uh, Ryan Parker from Food Craftsman coming in to talk about food uh, kitchen technology, which is always uh, a ton of fun. And then we just did a whole overview of E3 and um, WWDC, some of the announcements as it's related to kind of the average tech guy. So lots of stuff will release a little bit later today. So lots of good average guy tech stuff coming out if you're interested in that. Awesome. And on the School of Podcasting this week, we've got some ideas on how to grow your audience that are kind of outside the box a little bit. So we'll see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach.